0: Again with clouds and we're going to have a chance of showers too isolated today and tonight but scattered tomorrow, Sunday and Monday. Rain chances up thanks to tropical moisture coming in for the tropical depression and the gulf should stall in the central gulf as it meets up with the front and high pressure that's trying to pull in drier air but it is bringing in cooler air with the moisture for the gulf will keep a chance of showers going for the weekend and it's going to become breezy as well as cooler 80 ish today 70 tonight 80 ish tomorrow and Sunday. It's more of the same Monday early next week. We're watching the golf.
1: CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready. If an outbreak occurs in your community, make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do. If there are changes to your work schedule, practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit
2: cdc.gov. Hey, I'm glad you're here. It's going to be an all-day, all-dayer, and it has been for the last several days and uh, sitting around talking about how we're going to present the different ideas and eating and all the whole pile of things that we discuss here on the food show i'm tom fitzmorris ha, ha, big deal and uh let's see who else do we have here do you uh, yes young woman <laughs> uh, who uh, who is here if you could if you could tell me this
3: hi folks i'm uh, the wife marianne sitting here i would say in the sidecar, but you know what what can we say we'll just all laugh at that it's the Food Show, 32 years running with Tom, and a year and a half with me, and it's just the nastiest weather outside, and I'm what? really tired of it, I'm really, really tired of it, I'm sure everyone else is too, it was a, a grim and depressing weekend, and I can do COVID, but I can't do it in this kind of weather, so I hope it, I hope it changes pretty quickly. Uh, i don't expect it to anyway I, I didn't, it I, sounds like i'm doing your your thing tom where you talk about the weather what
2: i uh, didn't find it too too bad really i was thinking this could be very a, uh, warning uh, almost okay but but no it has turned not to be it's been uh, comfortable and a lot of interesting people a lot of people sending phone uh messages to me and i bounce them back and it's an unusual way to be canna claws and such but uh, we're claus? heading in that direction is that like
3: canna claws tom that sounds like yeah. that sounds like santa claus are you thinking yeah. of santa claus Talk
4: no, about
3: I, popcorn uh, I, on the brain for I, some I, reason i've uh, popcorn keeps like popping out All it, the, they yeah. keep getting in whatever my way we're talking there. about popcorn is there uh tom according to your almanac yeah. and i'm not sure if this is uh true because it seems like i don't know if it's uh, the time is passing so quickly mm-hmm. or if it's i mean it's all a blur but anyway according to your almanac today today is spinach and artichoke day
2: yeah it could be <laughs> artichoke, artichoke though, right. As day, which is go, kind they of get...
3: every day for me but anyway um i don't know i'll have to i'll have to mm-hmm. check that out and see if uh, if that is a fact we had um a sort of well, I won't say boring eating weekend, mm-hmm. but it was not Explain an it. adventuresome eating weekend. It was sort of a utilitarian eating weekend, except for Saturday night, where we met some very dear friends of ours at Middendorf's.
2: Oh, well, we yes. got there very low in the evening because the you remember, because I'm sure you were affected this, by this. I was driving. <clears throat> it was an unbelievable amount of energy had to be wait you said you're you driving
3: a, so yeah oh was I remember that you it. yes i remember well
2: it. that that does add up to everything
3: that changes doesn't it anyway that, yes you, you, I, you know what i did i i went a different way because i was okay so we were running late of course and we were supposed to meet at six o'clock at middendorf so we were running a little bit late and i was mortified because i thought that the highway 11 bridge might be out still Mm. and i was trying to figure out how i was going to get around that and be late already so uh it was really it was really coincidental and very lucky i i often ask myself how effective billboard advertising is
2: I was. Uh, I I salute you, now. It's very
3: pricey, so it must be good. Anyway. I, well, I don't
2: know about that, but what what it was with the whirling Priuses and all yeah. the bunks and right. coming down from out of no knows yeah. where. And thank you for that, because I wouldn't have wanted to <laughs> done that.
3: I don't really Did mean that, that. I understand that, folks. I'm just I'm just commenting, just well, so, you, so that you don't wonder about comment. me. But anyway, um, so we're driving along, and the uh, the billboard says highway it's just a billboard for middendorf's and it's highway uh it's it's i-10 you can't miss it. exit 261 and you know i've never i i'm kind of embarrassed to say this because it's so obvious but i have never done that before Hmm. i've always gone through highway 11 which is absolutely i think anyway uh the, the slowest way to go cuz you're going through all the traffic lights and everything and just for another mile or two up the road you can get on I10 and be on I10 the whole way it's like
2: Ding, worse again
3: light bulb so uh so I went ahead and uh I did that and let, let it was like you. four exits let, in let me time?
2: tell you what this young man here <laughs> uh, I'm
3: a girl uh, you're a
2: girl okay yeah. i you know i always get in trouble with that <laughs> But I'm already impressed.
3: Oh, good heavens. What can I say? Yes. Uh, uh,
2: The way home and the the way out there Uh was astonishing to me. I I, I didn't think we would make it, the two of us. You never
3: (laughs) do, (laughs) Tom. It's so fun to travel with Tom. It's so fun. I can't stress that enough. Anyway, Uh go ahead.
2: Well, Uh it it worked out uh, beautifully. Yeah. And uh, well we are still here we still are.
3: Good golly, speaking. by golly, here we are. So anyway, we um, we were driving on the Interstate twelve, and then when it you know, where they have the three interstates that all converge, uh, we took ten and then took five exits to go back to Oak Harbor, and I thought, boy, this is the way to do it. And so, uh, that I learned something and I'm kind of really glad that um, I mean I'm grateful for the billboards. So now I do understand why billboards are so expensive because there they are. It was positioned mm-hmm. at exactly the right place, and it saved me getting lost, and we were only about five minutes late, well, which it, I was really rather impressed with.
2: You can be good at what you're doing, but to really know what you're doing, that's something. <laughs> and uh, so I am uh, I was really <laughs> impressed by that. And I know. Uh, thank you. And- I know.
3: Anyway, it was a fun evening. These are dear friends of ours, and so um, it was great to be with them, as always uh often lately we have been going just to their home and um and i love that because we can just hang out and really really relax but they wanted to go to middendorfs and so we went i mean you don't have to ask us twice to go to middendorfs oh and there was so, that one
2: little thing that took place in the middle of all of this 6 million crawfish <laughs> just the quantity of crawfish they have. i'm sorry Catfish. i was
3: trying to figure out i didn't see any crawfish at the table i'm i'm
2: i'm still trying to bring my brain you had some oysters though
3: tom but uh get some oysters and a little ramekin you uh, liked very well as i recall
2: well i don't see it so well this the the the, uh i'm sitting here just barely keeping up with your brain power and (laughs) and having all i could you know
3: well thank you lord (laughs) that it's okay go ahead Okay, so Tom, were your oysters good? That's all you need to do is answer that question. Were your oysters good?
2: No, uh, they did at have... At Middendorf. they you had, had
3: oysters constantly They did. Weekend, you know, I'd so forgotten about it's that. It's hard. We have to clarify. So the oysters on Saturday night at Middendorf, it was a little like pewter dish or something with some oysters baked. Yeah, was, it, were they
2: good? What you're talking about is kind of the same thing as the, the uh, oysters that they have over at um, uh, Keith, um, yeah, we're gonna right We're gonna go to all the
3: oyster dishes you had this weekend, but let's just talk about the ones at Middendorf's. Were those good?
2: And uh, the, 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 uh, these- I wish I could whistle. Uh, Tom? Yeah. Were your hmm?
3: oysters at Middendorf's good?
2: They uh, they were wonderful.
3: They were okay. And, so we also got and, uh, we also got some onion rings. And I don't know what possessed me. I thought you know I thought to myself, and this was my 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 process. And it was it's stupid. Oh. So it was I'm going to eat something fried. I like fried onion rings. I never eat fried onion rings because I try not to eat too much fried. But whoa ho! I'm doing it anyway with the fish. It's farm raised catfish. It's fried. Do it up. So I mm-hmm. ordered the onion rings. And I asked first, because even if I'm going to eat a big pile of fried something, I just don't want frozen onion rings. I just I just don't. So not I asked good. if they were fresh cut. And the waiter said yes. But he did not know what he was talking about. Because when they came to the table, they were clearly frozen. And when I asked him again, he said yes again. And then... And then I said, you know, could you just like ask somebody back there? Because they don't really look fresh cut, you know.
4: It so then what he did, look, but the manager
3: came over, who was lovely, lovely. She's lovely, and uh, she said, no, you know, we can't do, we can't do fresh cut onion rings in a place like this. And I went, okay. But well, they anyway. did a good
2: job of it. That.
3: Obviously. So, but they did. Uh, they we had that, and then uh, our one of our. Um, Friends had the, I think it was like a gumbo, just a cup of gumbo. And then what was really interesting is when it was time to order the entrees, she had a whole fried catfish. You know, I never go past, I never go past the thin fried catfish on the menu. And I, and I don't really even know what's on the menu. And she said that she always gets the whole fried catfish. And I thought, I, I didn't even know that was there so uh then we got into a dissertation from her about all of the whole fried fish she's eaten because she actually grew up in mandeville born in mandeville yeah when it was mayberry and when you know if you look at andy griffith when they would get when they would get the town um uh, what is it uh back in the day when they would pick up the phone and you would have to patch the lines through and all and she could listen in on everybody's conversation you know that that was real you know back in the day and uh and I think our friend had the phone number 04 that was their that was their home phone number so I mean she goes back that far and her dad used to fish and she you know she got into a long story about all the the fish that her dad used to just go catch in the lakefront. It was really fascinating. So I'm going to relate that when we come back. If you want to talk to us, phone number is 556-9696. We'll be back.
2: One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. Demartino's Covington, Morero, Algiers, and Terrytown. Demartino's.com.
4: The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. 12 specialty flavors like Cafe Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Ponchatoula Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich New Orleans Ice Cream at stores all around town. See all our products at NewOrleansIceCream.com
2: Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds. All wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette. 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too.
3: <laughs> well Tom you need da, 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 to cut some more if you cut da, 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 some more we'll have some more I, to do
2: I wish more. you're my, listening
3: to the Fitzmore eye here you can so give show. me more eye
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you wish you could I wish you could too Tom we need to get yeah. you to do some more of that is at least you at least have to do um uh Bob Nolan for when Stan calls in from the wild wild west we have uh, not Nicole we have uh, Colette Mandina calling in at three o'clock to talk about i heard about that to uh, talk about her restaurant tony mandina's which is a little west bank gem they are an advertiser on the show and i would went over there for lunch and she started talking about her family history and it made me think that we should talk about sicilian italian influences on the culture, uh, the culinary culture of New Orleans. And so she is going to lead off a couple of different people. We're gonna who will be dropping on? in this week to talk about their Sicilian Italian roots and uh, their restaurant.
2: Are we gonna hear from She's them? She's the first one, uh, yes.
3: Tony Mandina's, this, Colette this, Mandina, generation two of the restaurant.
2: Are, are the, the folks we're talking about, uh, are they editors? Because there are, is a book that came out fairly recently about exactly what you're talking about. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, it's very well done too. It's uh,
3: is it about New Orleans? Yes, and the, oh really?
2: And it's a thick book. It's has lots of good. Uh,
3: What's the name uh, of it?
2: Uh, the oh, gosh, it's uh, sit over at the. Well, who other, wrote it? Who It's wrote it? the the Germany. No, no, it's. Um,
3: uh, well, I wish you had told me about this. I wish I had time, too. I would have done some reading on it, so I can mm-hmm. talk to these uh, people who are coming up. It's mostly about the restaurants list. So we're gonna be talking about tony mandina's with colette mandina who runs the restaurant with her daughter lindsay and uh and we will that'll be at three o'clock but back Mm. to what we were saying so we um we had fish everybody had fish on the table at middendorf's and i went the you know, boring, safe way, because I I don't get to go to Middorf that often. And I love the fried, the crispy fried catfish. So, but she said that she never does that. She gets the whole fish, which she did. It was a whole cornmeal crusted fried catfish. And uh, she was talking about when her dad used to get perch out of the lake and that that was her favorite, a fried perch. And she went into the various kinds of fish that her dad would go fishing in the lake and bring back to their house, which was just, you know, I won't say steps from the lake, but it was close. And that is how she grew up. And she said that her daughters, who are our kids' age, do not ever eat anything on the bone. And With what? Bones? And what they're missing by not eating oh. things oh, they on is, the bone.
2: This is when you eat... Uh some of those it's uh, like, it's like
3: chicken nuggets you eat um and you know boneless skinless chicken breasts
2: tiny tiny little
3: yeah bones. and if
2: they go down yeah. your your throat, uh, that's yeah. not a great idea <laughs> it's not going to kill you
3: well she doesn't seem to mind uh, going through all those bones because it was definitely different than everything else that was at the table but it was uh it was good i was watching her eat it and i for some inexplicably stupid reason ordered the large catfish because like I said I got excited I never go there but it was too much it was five big pieces and they're so big they look like little stingrays on the plate so I ate that and then uh, the fries were incredibly ordinary as were the onion rings and I feel like you know
5: yeah you're right about know. that it and must
3: pain them to to uh to send that out to the I don't table run into that
2: two too good restaurateurs is when people put out too boring a,
3: a boring cold fries yeah they didn't
2: do it here uh, this was
3: boring cold frozen french fries and then they had hush puppies which i never eat but i was told that they were very very good so uh you tom uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know what possessed Back me to do this, the... but i ordered you a small uh a small fried fish so there were eight pieces of fish on the table mm, for us not bad and it was How it was a finish. lot of food it was it was definitely too much food but anyway it was a fun evening at mindorfs and boy did we work for it the weather driving there was really miserable and it was i mean it's like hurricane weather outside and i know that's because there are hurricanes out there but it's been a long stretch of that and i i feel stupid whining because we haven't had any of the real hurricanes but it has been it has been like the the feeder band, uh, relentless feeder band situation going on. So it was not fun to drive in uh, that weather to Slidell. That's that's the point of that. And on Friday night, we did not go that far because... it was nasty weather and i didn't feel like going that far so we went to a you know it's like when you have weather like this you just want to kind of get under a blanket and you know have some well, hot chef tea. andrea and if you have to humor. go out you go someplace comfortable so we went to Empostados because we love impostados and uh it's not far away and uh <clears throat> and so that's what we did and we had a fabulous meal and impostados as always it Tom I don't think that's gonna work for you how about this there we
2: go thank you
3: yeah um, anyway um, we always we always are uh, our server is always a friend who is um, the wife of someone we work with at the old radio station and so it's always nice to see her she always takes very good care of us they were very busy that night we were talking to Horst pfeiffer and he was saying that it's been a struggle for him and then our friend from mandeville said every restaurant on the north shore is packed <laughs> and it's pretty true it is
2: and ha- always has been as long as he's been there a really nice guy and k- makes the place fun
3: yeah it was it was good as always Ordance. anyway um Impostados, tom you got something different for you which is we went and and we had the um actually i got something different too i got the artichoke soup yeah which is really good but it's too thick it's like it's like a thick thick paste almost it's very yummy tasting but it's it's not a very good consistency, although I can't complain too much because it's loaded with artichoke, and it's it's good. I love that. Yeah, it was good, but you had the oysters. You had that. You had and like the artichokes. The, you had the, one the with standard artichokes. oysters, mosca thing happening with the breadcrumbs and the garlic and the Italian uh, olive oil and all that. And that was you were raving about it the whole time. Did you like that?
2: I, I uh, most of the time I do, and in fact, this fact, you do. You can't avoid it.
3: I think it was better than Mosca's. Uh,
2: it was yeah. like Mosca's, but well, I thought it was
3: better. A little closer to the... It, it was much smaller. Yeah.
2: Uh, but that's okay. They'll still be around a long time.
3: Um, and then, And then I didn't really want to eat a lot, so let's see. Tom ordered... <laughs> Tom just kept ordering things. And then not eating them, which is something I've learned. What so I've not? I've gotten to where I just don't order anything, and I just eat what Tom orders and doesn't want to finish. So, uh, let's see. You got you got that the the oysters. Then you got a salad, Mm -hmm. which I like their salad. I like their house salad. And then you got uh, fettuccine, because you can't go to uh, Empanados without getting the Homemade money. fettuccine.
2: Uh, cash. What did you say? Cash money. That's what you. <laughs> well, you make
3: it sound expensive. It's not expensive. So it's then, not ridiculous. No, it's not. expensive.
2: You just say you've got to bring some cash. Well, you have of, to
3: bring cash anywhere you go, or you have to bring people. money anywhere you go. Anyway, I don't know um, what money is. Yeah.
2: Wait a minute. <laughs> you never Let me have. check this.
4: Uh, <laughs> okay, it's, so, it's
3: true. Okay, so then uh, you got the fettuccine, and um, Tom proceeded to put so much pepper on that fettuccine that it was I didn't I didn't even want to finish it and I'm glad I didn't have to because we did that? eat all of it but it was very peppery and then I got some crab claws you know what I really wanted there I really wanted like a a soft shell crab with the lemony cream sauce and the mushrooms and um crab meat and all that but i didn't want to eat it all by myself so i was kind of hoping that you were going to order something like that so we could split it but then out of the left field whew, comes tom's order which was lasagna which is something Ta-da. he never ever gets and i knew he wasn't going to eat it so then i didn't get i didn't get the the sausage shell crab i just got the um the crab claws and uh called it a day and then i did in fact wind up eating most of tom's lasagna which was very good it's a rosa sauce which is not expected
2: well that uh, that played out well
3: it's good it's very it's very meaty it's uh very light sheets of pasta it's cheesy it's got all the right elements i wouldn't say it's the best out there uh, i think tony Mandina's at three o'clock when we talk to her we'll talk about their lasagna i think that's a pretty darn good one um but I thought it was good I thought the the lasagna was very good they have peas in it which is something that I also don't really expect to see and they always tell you that peas are coming in case you're not wanting that but it was good it was very good and then Tom was so full that he didn't usually he didn't get his usual there which is spumoni
2: Spamoni,
3: Spamoni, Tom, I you've passed any. on Spamoni a couple of times lately. I don't know what's wrong with I must, you. Must be somebody going down. Something weird. Something weird's happening with you, Tom. You're not. You're passing on Spamoni. Uh, So anyway, that was our visit on Friday night to uh, Impostados. Always a treat to go there. It was, it's like a, it's like a warm little blanket over you. And that's what, I don't know, for some reason I felt like I needed on Friday. So that's where we went. Saturday was Mindorf's. Yesterday was, did we go someplace for breakfast? I'm trying to think.
2: We, uh, I don't remember that they did, but they better on doing it because if they're going to go across the top of the
6: leg. Oh, you know
3: what it was? On Saturday, we actually also went, we went to Anchor. Yeah, we went to Anchor on Saturday during the day. And we'll talk about that um, when we come back. We have the bottom of the hour news coming up, but... um, That was, first of all, freezing. It was outside. It It was outside along the Chifuncta, and it was a cold day. That was really kind of borderline unpleasant for me. We will be back after the bottom of the hour news. The food show continues. It's time for Louisiana Radio Network.
7: Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Republican lawmakers appear set to hold a vote on returning to a special session imminently. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says frustration with the governor's current public health emergency is the driving factor here, and it is likely that some legislative effort will be made to override it. But he cautions that even if they manage to file an effort, many lawmakers feel the issue will ultimately have to be settled in court.
8: Let's say they end up filing a petition to override the governor's executive order. They believe that the governor eventually gets an injunction, and they end up in court discussing whether or not these executive powers are inherent.
7: And Louisiana local governments are expected to see a $714 million decline in revenues for the 2020-2021 fiscal years. Legislative auditor economist Ed Seiler says local governments are bleeding sales tax due to business closures and layoffs.
9: They're not receiving as much income. They're going to reduce their
6: consumption, and so that's going to impact sales taxes.
7: Statewide, they expect to see a 6% decline in 2021 fiscal year revenues.
6: LRN. This is Secretary of State Kyle Arduin. COVID-19 has altered the way we do elections this year, and while Hurricane Laura may have ravaged our state, it will not break our spirit. Our office is working around the clock with state and local partners to bring early voting sites and Election Day polling locations back online. For Louisianans displaced by Hurricane Laura, you can exercise your right to vote this fall. Displaced voters have the option to vote early, vote on Election Day, or vote absentee. If you are unregistered, there is still time to register at either your current address, temporary residence, are the home from which you evacuated. To address COVID-19 concerns, we will take every sanitary precaution necessary to ensure voters can safely cast their votes. This includes mandating personal protective equipment for poll workers and making masks available for voters who want one. Voting machines will be sanitized between uses and social distancing will be enforced. If you have questions about the November 3rd presidential election, visit GoVote.com or call our election information hotline at 1-800-883-2805
2: night and day you are the one only move tom was
3: telling me at lunch how uh, impressed he is with his new made-up songs how yes the the the, the scatting that you've oh, been doing on the you're radio. skating
2: on something <laughs> uh, tender
3: and i just sat there I just sat there sort of um, sort of like a bobblehead, shaking my head, yes. All right, so uh, back to the lunch at Anchor. So we um, were freezing, that was for sure. We were freezing. And, um, and I have decided, and I don't even know why, because the first time I went there, I was nuts about the food. The second time I went there, less so. The third time, I swore off of it. Then i got a series of pictures from don the gourmet neighbor about the fabulous food that he had when he went like a week ago so i thought okay it's outside i'm going to make tom go sit outside somewhere again yeah and it was it was a place where we there was no chance of being rained on because you're under you're under roof the chifuncta restaurant is overhead and it's sort of like a breezeway which was why it was so cold because it is like a breezeway under there, and the 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 wind was coming off the chifuncta and it was it was chilly, really Ooh, chilly.
2: It was that way it yesterday, really and what there was, was that freezing I was like
3: so unpleasant. Okay, so then um, I ordered, and I don't know why I keep ordering this; it's stupid. Uh, I I ordered the ham and pimento cheese Mimas crackers, and now they have a they have a fish dip in there too, and it, there wasn't anything wrong with it. It was good, just like it was the last several times. It's just that I've had it before. I mean, it was just like a, I don't know. It's like it's like a, a familiar thing, just go to it. Like I wasn't gonna eat the yellowfin tuna, but I should have gotten the, the coconut shrimp toast, which is probably the only thing I haven't had on the menu. And then uh, when it was entree time, Tom got a, uh, an oyster poor boy to call those poor boys is a bit of a stretch. They oh, well, make their I'll own say. bread there because the, he's got a bakery background. His family had a uh, centennial old bakery in Savannah, and um, everything that they make the the breads are made in house. And the the brioche it's a I guess it is it's not really brioche because I don't like brioche the the buns for the burger and the chicken sandwich it, it, they're fantastic i love them they've got you know this like the perfect little the perfect size you know for your hands and then it's it's the perfect mound it's got the 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 sort of sheen from having been brushed with egg white and then toasted and it's got the sesame seeds on it. I mean, this is, in my opinion, bun perfection. And I don't even like buns, but they also bake what amounts to um, a hot dog roll, kind mm. of like the bread that is baked for um, dat dog. It's like it's that size, it's that look, and it's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't think of that as a poor boy. You know, it's sort of like a, it's like their interpretation of a poor boy. So Tom had the fried oysters like that, and then I got a chicken sandwich with with that fantastic little sesame seed bun, and it was it was a small chicken breast. It was not sticking out three inches on either side, which I do like, but I like this as well. It was um, it was exactly what you would think, except it was a little strange because it was served with a sesame paste Mm. and I asked for it on the side and I'm so glad I did because while I liked the sesame paste when I stuck my finger in it I wouldn't have wanted it on the chicken sandwich but then there was nothing on the chicken sandwich so then I asked him to bring me some aioli which for some reason they don't have so they brought a creole tomato ranch and that was good uh, and then I asked for a hot dog, which they're making in house, and I just wanted to try it, and it was really good. Like I really good. It it was it was definitely it was very large. It was like a it was like a kielbasa. Um, but, you know, there's a certain point where a sausage gets to be too wide in circumference. And this was certainly not, not like a hot dog. It was more like a sausage. But I liked it a lot. It was served with tomatoes, oddly. So I, I didn't get that. But um, the bun was good. The hot dog was good. I would have liked a little mustard on it and some relish. And it would have been really great. Let's go to Ron the Gourmet. Ron the Gourmet. You know what Amazing. We need, to do? we need to get a wheel. We need to get a wheel for Ron. And when we say Ron the gourmet, we'll and see where it ends up. And that's what he'll be that day. I'm going to call you the prom day today. Hi, Ron.
9: How are you all doing? I was just uh, having a mini conversation with uh, Henry. You were. uh, The -hmm. the magician behind the glass, who's awesome as always. And we were talking about Indian curries. So I was going to speak a little bit about that. And I was going to invite Henry to come in, if he would, so we can kind of finish our conversation.
10: Sure, that sure. I, I, sounds fine.
9: Okay, a friend of mm-hmm. mine is from India. He's from Bombay, and his name is Ganesh Iyengar. And I actually had him as a guest on the food show about three years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Indian food, and I do a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of Indian stuff at home, and, and Henry says that he likes Northern Indian, which kind of has a rich, silky curry. Is that right, Henry?
10: Oh, yeah. I, I love Could be. Uh, I love the cream kind of base, the yogurt base. Uh, it's, it's just so rich and delicious.
9: Yeah. So what I was going to do, uh, the way I do it, okay, I've got, I've got about 35 herbs, and most of them are green, most, some of them are. But what I do, Henry, is I'll take a can of coconut cream, and I'll put that in a saucepan on medium heat, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take my favorite 15 herbs, and it can really be anything you got. And just take a little bit of everything and just throw it right in. And then when you stir it all up, you're going to end up with basically a curry. There, there's, a, there's a spice wheel that I was telling Marianne about a while back that you can buy. It's called a spice set, okay? okay. And what it is, it's about 15 different spices. Like, I, I'm looking at saffron, uh, sumac, uh, red chili pepper, mint, oregano, Okay, so you know you can you can just buy a spice wheel or just just grab most of the spices that you like or that you have, and just put them in and try it because you'll be shocked how good that is.
10: I'll have to. I, I buy my spices in bulk over at the Whole Foods, uh, nice and cheap. I have to say, but I I, I, I that's where I struggle with uh, making a curry is the spices. I have to say.
9: Yeah, the other the other way you can do it is they make these curry pastes that are available at almost all. Grocery stores, and I start out with the green or the red or the yellow paste. I believe the yellow is fish, and uh, I know the green is just kind of a green uh, color, but, but try some of those and mm-hmm, just mix mm-hmm. and match with the yogurt and the coconut cream, and you'll be well on your way.
10: Sounds delicious. I would love to.
9: If I'm many of that out there, if I'm what's that, Tom?
2: I say "Sure, true. Uh, lives like you've been out today. And yeah, no. uh, but you you're, you're uh, you've been at this um, on a on a pretty
3: a long good... time. He's been at it a long time. Yeah,
2: yeah. we've so noticed. what
9: I'll do also, I'll use the uh, these these pastes that I buy. I buy them in little jars, and they're about three or four dollars. When I'm making what I want to be a pretty spicy dish, like I'll go get some fresh shrimp, some big shrimp, and I'll butterfly them, okay, so that they're open in the middle, mm-hmm. and I take that little mm-hmm. vein out, and then I'll take a little bit of my curry paste straight out of that jar, and I'll just brush it right in that shrimp, and then I'll close the shrimp right up.
11: Oh, delicious. And,
9: you'll, you'll, and then just yeah, and then just dust it on the outside with your favorite seasoning. I use salt, pepper, and garlic. I mix those together ahead of time. I call that SPG. I've got that on the counter. It's salt, pepper, garlic powder ready to go. So I would try that, a little bit of sh- shrimp, open it up, put your curry paste in, and then close it, put some salt, pepper, garlic all over it, and then cook it however you want to try it.
10: I don't think you could go wrong with that. Salt, pepper, garlic uh, it goes well on anything, I think.
9: Not yeah, you far have to wrong, be no. careful because uh, a little bit goes a long way with that curry paste because when they make it, they make it kind of
10: hot. Oh, yeah, that's where, something. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Tom.
2: Where would, uh, where would somebody go to uh, see where he or she can put this together?
3: Uh, you mean the paste? Where to get the paste? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where to get the you paste from? It.
2: Uh, you could get
9: it anywhere. I guarantee it. You're going to find it at Acquista Just just go in the mm-hmm. uh, or any large store. Uh, just you know, Walmart's I'm not sure gonna probably have it. it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, Dornachs would. I know Acquista would. But it's 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 just the way to get started. And once you determine, okay, I like these flavors, and Henry, Henry's way past that point. So what I do wow. is I so just flat. say, okay, next time I'm going to build my own. And instead of buying the paste, I grab my 15 herbs that I like. I'll put them in like a little bit of olive oil, just as a base, and stir it around, and and then try it.
10: I'm surprised by the olive oil. I have to say, I usually go for a more neutral kind of thing. I feel like olive can give it a little bit of a strange taste sometimes. Try avocado.
2: Olive oil oil continues Mm -hmm. to be a very uh, good thing to play with.
10: One of my favorites.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's so. uh, You know. The two things good. join one into Delicious. the other and, and get great, really.
3: 100.
11: yeah. Avocado
9: oil is very right. good, too, because avocado has a really high smoke point. And, and it, it's a smoke a flavor. Anyway, go ahead, there's Marianne. something
2: in there we have to. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not saying anything. <coughs> That's all I had. <laughs> all right. Take care.
10: Thank you so Don't much, Ryan. Ryan. Good hearing from you.
3: Henry. Henry, well, where you. did and your fascination for Indian talk food start? If we
2: haven't uh, 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 made ourselves uh, angry, no, that's impossible. Oh no, of course uh, but not. But we, angry. we uh, uh, or are we still in the middle of this uh, piece of the program?
3: Yeah, we are. We are okay. So, uh, Henry, mm-hmm. where did you first become uh, enthralled? I think is the word by Indian food.
10: Goodness I, I couldn't tell you exactly where it must have been sometime in college, because I did not have a particularly diverse palate before then, but I think I had some very good Indian food, and it just hit me in the right way, and I think it is possibly the best ethnic food in the world. It, it's just so all of the food I is know you're so passionate delicious.
3: about it, I can tell. Yeah. Where, where did you go to college?
10: I went to college up in Northern California, Santa Cruz.
3: Okay. Yeah, and you well, that's tech land up there, right? So that's where it's where
10: all the techies uh, come to yeah. vacation over the over the mountains. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Okay, so then uh, and so the the Indian food that's your reason for where Indian food Another sprouts world. up uh, alongside tech world.
10: Is I. That- I, I think so. I think uh, the West Coast had a fairly metropolitan, you know, a lot of Asian food in it already, especially San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of extremely smart people coming from India, and they're bringing some, oh, uh-huh. delicious food. Uh
3: huh. Okay.
2: It's forever changing, you know. I've been writing about this stuff long enough to I have seen just about every panel from here all the way to over there, and the the world is uh, very much uh, a lot of Full
3: of culinary, a lot of culinary happenings <laughs> happening around. Um, Henry, do you feel that it's addictive? Like I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I think there is something Eat, in you Indian, mean? Food.
10: Oh, Indian food. Oh, Indian food. I thought you meant uh, yeah, spicy I, food.
3: I actually think that there is some chemical thing in Indian food that is addictive that I... makes you crave it.
10: I I think it might be because it is every time, and I feel so silly every time I say it, but every time I go to Utah, the Salt Lake Valley, I get some Mm, delicious Indian food from Kashmir and it's the only thing I want to get while I'm up there. It really is the only thing I want to eat.
3: I do. I think there is some chemical makeup to the spices in Indian food that makes you crave it because once you have it, it, you start thinking about it and wanting it again.
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: All right. uh, Can we, we, you said we have Paul on the line? Paul? Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, let's go ahead, and I I didn't know if we could ask Paul to stay, but I know we can ask Don to stay. So uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back.
2: Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina, in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Jack and Allie Cousins launched their eponymous brand from a case of Creole tomatoes Allie's dad dropped off one day. The line of Cousins salad dressings has expanded since then to include blue cheese dressing, a fresh salsa, an olive oil and herb vinaigrette, as well as the famous Creole tomato. Made in small batches to ensure perfection, these dressings are all natural and made from the finest ingredients. Need a quick dip? They're great for that too. Cousins salad dressings at grocery stores all around town, refrigerated in the produce section. See the full line at cousinsproducts.com. Hello, hello. Daniel, the gourmet cellist here. I'm big into coffee, and I've got Parish coffee keeping me company in lockdown. This is a great breakfast brew. I guess that's why they say wake up to Parish. But it remains consistent throughout the day, robust yet mellow at the same time. I love this luxurious coffee, and I can't believe the price. With no idea how long we'll be locked down, it's good
7: thing I can order it online at parishcoffee.com. See the full line up there and hashtag wake up to parish. When
2: you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem.
3: Don on the line. Let's go to Don, Don. the gourmet neighbor. He's, good, he's right well, next
8: door. All I can say is we ate too much again. That's all I'm gonna say. I it was know, a crazy, crazy weekend. I know, I know. It was. I mean, we hit a Spirit spiritsu on Friday. We did the Pelican oh, Club did? on Saturday, and then we did uh, dinner at Gianna last night, which is okay. crazy.
11: It is crazy. It is,
8: and they are all, all, all delicious.
3: It's. It, you have to look at it this way. You have to take one for the team. Okay, <laughs> you. <laughs> are single-handedly keeping the restaurants alive in the Warehouse District.
12: well so we just try, have we're to trying look at them. it
3: that way, done.
12: <laughs> <laughs> so
8: we, we did, uh, I, I told you, we did venture out to the Pelican Club. Yes. And, um, you know, it, this, this time it was great. I mean, it, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, everything was just sensational. It really was. And let me, it, they don't know how I close love,
3: they came to being cut out of his rotation.
8: They were all, this was it. This was, <laughs> this was the do or die. I can't
3: imagine that you had any bad meals there. We love it there.
8: Well, we, we had. And one, I would, it, things happen. You know, things happen. Yeah,
3: they do. Yeah, so okay.
8: things happen. So anyway. So this one was uh, you know, not bad. This was good. No, this, this was great. Started okay. with the oysters. I, I, I love those baked oysters they have with the bacon.
3: Yes, Tom loves those, those too. You know, Pelican yeah, Club those,
8: baked
2: those oysters. Oh yeah, they so much variety there, and it's uh, will attract anybody who, even those who haven't
8: learned how to eat. He's, you're hundred percent right because if you cannot find something at the right. Pelican Club yep. to eat, mm-hmm. just go home. I mean, there's something exactly. for everybody. Uh, exactly. some, somebody else at the table got the tuna poke, uh, poke, or however you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't even know why that's a thing. That's just me. <laughs> if it's not a cut, no, it's not. It's it. me,
3: too. I'm right with you. Go
8: ahead. <laughs> uh, the heirloom but That's and probably tomato. not
3: a good thing for you, Don. If you and I are in the no. same team, that's probably not a good thing for
8: you.
5: No. It destroys
3: your gourmet creds across the board. Go ahead.
5: Well,
8: that's okay. No. The uh, tomato and burrata salad, someone got that. Uh-huh. That, that was delicious. Uh, now, whenever I see, whenever a waiter tells me that sheep's head is the fish of the day, that's it. That's what I'm getting, hands down. Not it's even, not even Tom. a choice.
3: You and Tom and share wh-
8: that. It's so good. It was uh, panade lightly, uh, crab meat on top, a little jalapeno uh, hollandaise. It was delicious. Great, great piece of fish. The only good. thing, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. The only thing that was odd. My wife got the. Uh, the whole lobster, and it's served butterflied, lemon, garlic, beurre blanc, some potatoes, some hard but it was topped with fried shrimp. And I, for the life of me, it just didn't, it was just, I don't know, it was odd. Fried shrimp. Yeah. It's, I don't ever mind she fried shrimp,
3: them. but, you know.
8: Well, it's just you know it didn't exactly go with it. But white it's like, chocolate. It's like bacon pudding. on a
3: hamburger. I'll eat it as an appetizer. You know, if it's fried yeah, shrimp, I will right. eat that as an appetizer. You know.
8: The the dessert. I'm never going to scream really,
3: about fried shrimp.
8: I'm really not a dessert eater, so I took a bite. You know, because it came with the with the culinary.
3: Yeah.
8: Um. Yeah. I did that? I had the bourbon pecan pie, which was warmed it's to okay. the point. Yeah, and but it was it was so hot it was melting into the plate. Uh huh. Like, it had, like uh-huh. it had lost its uh, stability. It was just gone. But, every, uh-huh. but everything was great. We had a couple of bottles of Jordan, so that made everything even better. But um, <laughs> Espiritu was delicious. We did that, like I said, Friday. Had to go for uh-huh. the walk after we talked about it. Still as yeah. light as air. <laughs> and he does this pineapple and uh, habanero um, salsa. I told oh, them, that I said, you've got, to put this, you've got to put this in a bottle. You've got to sell this. That's how good it is. I got
3: to go there because that, that conversation Friday made me mm-hmm. want to go, and now you're telling me another story mm-hmm. about the spirit that makes me want to go. Okay.
8: Gianna, we went to Gianna, and you know, that has never been my favorite, but I'm coming around Agreed. to it. Agreed.
3: Agreed. Uh, but I'm,
8: I'm coming around to it. Last night was good. I was. How many um, times
3: have you been there?
8: Four or five.
3: Okay. I had mm-hmm. no. three visits there and the fourth one was when I came around to it.
4: Mm-hmm. it
3: and and I think it had to do with the company and mm-hmm. just it was the evening as well. But I don't think the food's as good as it was at Marcello. Oh, um no. wait, no. are you a fan of Marcello or not?
8: Yes, yes. We've discussed okay. it. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, okay. I, but I talk to different people about Marcello right, like no, okay. when, if they're coming back or, you know, and I, mm-hmm. and I somebody doesn't like Marcello that calls the show. Mm-hmm. Um we used to go. but I I do.
8: Hmm? Mhm. I said we used to go. And
3: I don't think I don't think Gianna is I don't I don't like the food as much. I just don't.
8: No. Well, but it's a, it's anyway, totally, you're coming around. It's a totally different style. I mean, it it's is. not the same style as uh as Marcello's was, but um mm-hmm. And maybe it was the comfort. Really, more challenging,
3: yeah. and Marcello's more comforting.
8: There you go. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's, that's it. I'm, I'm it. the comfort person, and it's almost, mm-hmm. and I. if you give me a choice any day of the week, I'm never going to say I want to be challenged when I eat. I just want mm-hmm. to eat.
8: Well, you know, well who doesn't want to eat? Well, I want to <laughs> eat. Yeah, that's my problem. Well, there are some eat. people
3: who don't want to eat, Tom. <laughs> I'm very jealous of them. Go ahead. Tom. Yes.
8: What? How do you How do you catch that disease? I would love to catch that for a couple of months. You
3: can't. The restaurants in town are depending on you. You can't catch oh. that
8: disease. You know, I do miss? you know what I miss about Marcello's? And I'm really not a fan of calamari at all. Mm-hmm. But they, the only two places I've ever eaten it would be the, the old Bombay Club mm-hmm. and Marcello's. I don't know what both of them had in common, but they're light, they're crisp. They, they do something to them so they're not that rubbery texture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you soak them in something. I, I've never cooked calamari, so I don't know. But I do miss the happy hour at the Marcello's. Uh-huh. That was neat.
3: No, well, was, they're, they're, they're not, mm-hmm. not coming back. They're, it's, right. it's, it's hovering in limbo. And they're working and, on the place on the North Shore right now to mm-hmm. open in December. Who so is? When, Marcello. So when oh, yeah. when hmm. they're open, you come over here. Come with us.
8: Okay, cool. Right. And let, let, okay. let me ask you: Didn't you say? Did, uh, maybe I imagined this. Did you say Dakota was moving or possibly moving to a better location? Or did I? They've
3: them? been talking about that forever. <clears throat> They've Been talking about that forever. But um, but uh, I I heard some disturbing news at Midendorf's. Uh, so, um, really? so there's a, yeah, there's a health issue there that that's oh, disturbing. Oh,
8: that's a shame. Yeah. yeah, I hate to hear that. Hate
3: anyway, hear. Um, all right. Yeah, that's the that's the bad news of the week. The good news of the week is Antoine's opening on Friday night. So that's that's. I super am exciting. I'm
8: I'm very excited about that.
3: Yes, yes, yes. yes I'm yes. very
8: excited. I, w- I was fearful for a while, as you know, but I'm, I'm know. glad they're coming back.
3: I know, so that all was right. the news that I was so excited about on Friday that, that they told me I couldn't tell, and then it shows up on Instagram, so now we can talk about it. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right, you
8: guys <laughs> so, have a good one. Thank
3: thanks you. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Let's go to Steve.
2: And he's over here.
3: Right here.
2: Steve. You're over here. The, the gourmet
3: <laughs> Marco guy <Polo>. next door. <laughs> Uh, or am I
2: mixing up two people? First
3: question, Steve, did you get your swag bag? I did. Okay, Nicole, I know you're listening.
11: It was outstanding. She's good. She's a generous,
3: yeah. generous person.
11: It and, and had uh, all the makings for banana pudding with vanilla <laughs> wafers. Yeah. It had a sub-zero freezer stocked with beef. And pork and chicken, unbelievable.
3: Yes, she a fun girl.
11: Absolutely. Uh, yes. By the way, I got into Indian food from watching The Lone Ranger.
3: <laughs> I I I don't want to ask you why. Well, Kato. I don't. I. I don't i don't I, I don't know what to say i feel like what? anything i say will get me in trouble okay. tell me about tonto i d- <laughs> true yeah true, yeah. true. Do that no yeah. i usually i'm 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 usually uh like on a leash here because i you know because i get yeah. in trouble easily
11: okay my cool.
3: my daughter keeps me on a leash
11: well, she's not there, is she? She's
3: not here right now, no.
11: Okay, so we're not even concerned. Mary Lee, no. none of your business.
3: <laughs> okay, so you like Indian food. All right, what else did you want to say? Because you got about a minute and a half.
11: Well, just I wanted to thank Nicole. It was spectacular. We. Uh, well, call Facebook her on
3: Thursday back. and thank her directly.
11: Well, I probably will, but she's liable to send me another thing for calling in, you know? And that would be cool, too. I don't
3: know. She worked really hard on that swag bag. She, I wouldn't let her did, send you another one. And
11: Mary Ann, it was, like, way better than I expected it to be. And uh, she, she is cool. She is, like she I is, told her, rock on. And I asked her there when they go. were going to open one over here. Mm, so, yeah. and, and she said she won't tell me, so I think it's on the <laughs> way.
3: <laughs> I don't think you should wait for it. Well, I'd I'd be
11: pretty hungry if I did, wouldn't I? Look, if
3: Alan's mother can drive from Jackson, you can go from here.
11: Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Where's your loyalty? All right. I'll just, I'm going to call in sometime later this week and give you a couple of Tonto's favorites. Okay. Sounds good.
3: Thank you,
11: Steve. Later.
3: All right. Bye. We have um, Colette Mandina calling at 3 o'clock. She is going to talk about her family's history and her dad who's uh, moved to the West Bank and opened up Tony Mandina's and the fact that she and her daughter Lindsay are now running it. But this is part of this investigation into great Italian restaurants in New Orleans who were influenced or are influenced by the family history from Sicily. That's this week. We're going to be doing that this week, and we're starting off with one of our favorites, a little gem on the West Bank known as Tony Mandina's. Colette Mandina will be here after the top of the hour news, and we have a mystery to solve about a shrimp mold in the next hour or two. We'll be back. It's four. It's 3 o'clock.
4: Louisiana
3: Radio Network time.
9: For the best in politics and news of the day, catch Jeff Kruer and call in Monday through Friday from 7 to 11 a.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans.
13: But don't have a deal in hand with Republicans and the White House to avert the shutdown at the end of this month. Democrats unveiling a stopgap measure that will provide aid for farmers impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi won't rule out a second impeachment of President Trump if he decides to move forward with filling the Supreme Court vacancy. Brian Morgenstern, White House Deputy Press Secretary, reacts to Pelosi's comments.
11: That is a a, uh, a very odd threat Uh, for them to make, considering that impeachment was probably one of their worst moments uh, during the Trump presidency, along with the Senate Democrats' treatment of Justice Kavanaugh. uh, And now they seem to be doubling down on the same bad behavior.
13: USA Radio News.
9: With an update on the wildfires that
13: continue to burn in California, Oregon, and Washington State, Here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes.
2: Over 100,000 acres have now burned from the Bobcat Fire in the mountains northeast of Los Angeles. At the L.A. County Fire Department, Sky Cornell says some terrain is very treacherous and firefighters are being held back from certain areas.
11: You've got terrain that is this steep and so difficult to get to, nearly impossible in some areas just because it's just too dangerous to have our firefighters go across that steep of a terrain.
13: Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announcing New sanctions on Iran also saying they must change their behavior.
0: Our actions today are a warning that should be heard worldwide. No matter who you are, if you violate the U.N. arms embargo on Iran, you
1: risk sanctions.
13: Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin adding that the United States will not allow Iran to endanger the world with ballistic missile development. And you're listening to USA Radio News Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has updated the guidelines for preventing the spread of the coronavirus that causes COVID-19 after it acknowledged that airborne spread of the coronavirus may be possible. The CDC adding the new information to its How It Spreads page. As far as what took so long to add this to the page, Dr. Janet Nashwa says...
15: It's always about confirmation, having that data, the studies and the science to back up the data. And we're learning more and more as we go over the past six months, Trace. So, yes, six feet may not be enough. That's why it's so important to wear your
4: mask.
0: Now we're going through the weekend with clouds and we're going to have a chance of showers too isolated today and tonight, but scattered tomorrow, Sunday and Monday. Rain chances up thanks to tropical moisture coming in for the tropical depression and the Gulf should stall in the central Gulf as it meets up with the front and high pressure that's trying to pull in drier air, but it is bringing in cooler air but the moisture for the Gulf will keep a chance of showers going for the weekend and it's going to become breezy as well as cooler. 80-ish today, 70 tonight, 80-ish tomorrow and Sunday. It's more of the same Monday. Early next week, we're watching the golf.
1: CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing...
2: put back in the rack and all the way here is more information and more Dulles and as well Wait, as
3: Dulles, Dulles
2: is a different thing from what we are usually thinking but the, what I was Better thinking not be about uh, and we uh, just get out into the grassed and the vast areas of the food show and everything else we discover. And the only way we do that is just by asking you to, hey, stop in for a minute and let's talk about uh, food. food. Or, well, we
3: we're talking about Italian food right now.
2: Yeah, the Italian food?
3: Italian food. We have uh, not Nicole. I keep wanting to t- call you Nicole. You see, I have this name thing. Okay, it's Colette. Colette Mandina is on the phone right now with us from Tony Mandina's. Hey, is she
15: there? Hi. Hey! Hello. How you doing, Tom? Hey, Marianne.
2: Hey. Hello. How, are y'all, do- How
15: so
3: are y'all doing? you doing today? Nicole is uh, not Nicole. Oh my God! I'm just like having this <laughs> little short circuit going on because I usually see Colette with Nicole. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's like it's uh, where you're soldered at the hip. Okay. Know, we so um, we good friends. Yes, you you are. So um, Tony Mandinas is absolutely a little gem on the West Bank. As a matter of fact, somebody texted me when we were talking about it on the show and he goes, you know, you're right, that place is a little gem, it oh, really wow. is.
15: Thank you very and,
3: much. And it's it's been around since 1983, as we say in our commercial. 82, actually. But how did, you, oh, is it 82? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you gotta um, give me that
15: year, you know? <laughs> in this
3: business, <laughs>
15: that's a lot.
3: <laughs> no, it is a lot, it is a lot. And you're now in your second and your daughter, Lindsay, the third generation, have taken it over from your dad. Yeah, your and parents. Um, yeah, and your parents, yeah. And um, I, I wanted to start by saying that he started the restaurant using his knowledge and his, I guess, recipes handed down from the old country. So let's start the conversation back in the old country and let's talk, because the whole The whole series about the Sicilian Italians is starting back in the old country and how everybody came here and what an influence that's been on the restaurant scene in New Orleans. So take us back and bring us up to the present day.
15: Yes, yes. Definitely, we have some um, strong Sicilian roots. Um, Our ancestors, and we still have family there now, um, are in a little town called Salaparuta, Sicily. Um, it's about forty-five minutes southeast from um, Palermo, um, and that's uh, where it all where it all started. Um, that's where a lot of our recipes, you know, were born. Um, my grand my grandfather was, um, you know, was from there. My ancestors are from there. Um, a lot of the recipes came from them. From my grandmother, my uh, my father, and my mother, always watched my grandmother cook, you know, when, uh, as soon as they got married, my, my mother especially was right under my grandmother's, you know, right under my grandmother's arm all the time, you know, watching her cook. And, um, is she she Italian also? She's Sicilian as well. Okay. Yeah. She's Sicilian as well. So we have a, you know, a lot of good Sicilian genes. So we have, um, you know, Was there any our,
3: conflict between recipes? If she's Sicilian, she probably had her own Sicilian recipes oh, well, from her no, own my family. My
15: mother my mother wasn't. My mother's not Sicilian. Oh, my, she's not. Okay. No, okay. I, I thought no my no, my grandmother's hundred percent Sicilian as well. You know, okay, so bubbles. you you, you so your mom. A, my okay. mother's hundred percent French. Okay. Which is okay. really which is really interesting because she is an amazing cook because she would watch my my grandmother so i mean uh-huh. she learned she learned from my sicilian grandmother okay. uh-huh. um so uh so when it came my dad always my dad always had in the back of his head that he wanted to open a restaurant my mother always said you're kind of crazy you know <laughs> but uh <laughs> but i think in the back of her mind and she'll kind of admit it today she loves well, she loves b- the business
2: a, at least a little bit and probably more than a little that, uh, that we get, uh, those of us who are cultural in the Italian uh, uh, way of things, mm-hmm. what, but what we also find is that by turning a sharp rate right here and there and there, and then sit down and begin a weekend or a, a whole weekend could be more than that. And you walk out of it with uh, of a- Of
3: cooking, you mean? Just a, of cooking?
2: To, to cooking and, yeah. uh, uh, and the whole uh, deal. And uh, you find out that your whole cultural uh, uh, lock-in is uh, just fantastic for you,
3: and aren't you lucky?
15: Thank
3: it's you. like the pleasures of the culture, you Thank know. You. And
15: yes. yeah, yes. Yeah. So um, you know, so it is. It is interesting because you know, my my mother, my mother learned all the cooking from my grandmother, and you know, my grandfather. And um, in 1982, you know, we opened the restaurant. 38 years and this year. And, this is the um, one in in uh, in Gretna. Uh,
2: com- in Gretna, okay. In Gretna, on the
15: West Bank, yes. Ah, yes. yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I watched my mother. Then I learned from my mother and my grandmother, learned all the recipes. And, um, and now we have, you know... Uh, most of the, the all generation. of the same recipes that we had when we started 38 years ago, but I mean those recipes go back.
8: Yeah, <laughs> go back yeah. to
15: that little town of salaparuta We do um, you know cooking with the with the olive oil, um, you know that's produced from the olive groves in salaparuta Sicily, and you know um, we serve the wine here from Salaparuta, Sicily, among many other wines. But um, we're very 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 rich in culture. Um, here, um, we, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with my cousins actually still from Salaparuta. I have cousins that still live there. My dad has, um, several first cousins, um, you know, that's still, you know, in different areas of, areas of Sicily. And, um, we... When you go back, do you cook
3: often. with them? When All you the go back to cook with them? Oh you my do. goodness. And, oh. and, and are and, the recipes... Me and interests
15: are tight, yes.
3: We tighten the <laughs> are the recipes that you're using... Do they kind of gel automatically since they came from the same source, yeah. or do you all yeah.
15: argue about what what's the right way to do it? I would never argue with my Sicilian cousins <laughs> over there ever. No,
3: they.
2: How come? No, I that's said, an interesting question. I'm Why smart. would you not do that?
15: Because well, she doesn't speak Italian for one thing. <laughs> well, do Well, actually, I have. I do. I, I have been studying Italian for years. I'm not fluent in Italian, but. I'm pretty good once I get there. Well, you mean once go I over four times and, a
3: year? You're probably
15: yeah, I goes, good. I, it takes me about a day or two to like uh-huh. really get like, right. you know moving with the language. Uh-huh. But I pick it up real you know real quick yeah. you know real quickly uh-huh. once I'm there. But no, mm-hmm. I don't argue with her way of cooking because I want to soak up all I can when I'm mm-hmm. there. I want to yeah. learn everything I can from her so that I can bring those things back. And there is a very um, there's a correlation, you know, between a lot of the cooking that we do here, of course, because, I mean, we, we're lucky enough to have all the fresh seafood, you know, and um, so there's a lot of similarities, you know, similar um, climate. So, I mean, we grow a lot of the same things, you know, and um, – the Gugutza, of course, you know, we got to <laughs> cook the <Gugutza>.
3: so, uh <laughs> Which is just a, like a month or so that you have that, right?
15: Oh, my gosh, yeah. What's we, that
3: season? Yeah, the it's Gugutza,
15: like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it goes crazy during the summer, and you got to be careful where you plant it, because if you plant it too close to a power line, you can knock out the power to the whole city. Oh, is that yes. right? Is that right? Yeah, wow. well, that happened one time my Gugutza vine. is Italian squash, by the way, and yeah. it grows really, really yeah. rapidly. During the summer, and uh-huh. one summer I went out of town for two for two weeks, and when I got back, my gugutsa vine was climbing up the pole, and it was kind of going onto the power line, and mm. it started growing a gugutsa down, and those gugutsas <laughs> get really big and they of yeah. heavy. So, yeah, um, yeah I them. Don't they kind of the, grow like magic? Like if you could watch them grow, they grow. Yeah, um, can, you could watch. You could. I'm yeah. convinced you can watch them. To put yeah. a camera yeah. on that would be really interesting. Yeah. But anyway, um, do they have those you know, in Italy? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. they have them. Uh-huh. They have them in Italy, and um, you know, you can. You're not supposed to take the seeds home and you know grow them. Yeah, but right. Right. you know, don't tell those, anybody. I may have taken. I know. I
3: was about to say I've done my <laughs> share of smuggling too. Okay, so, um, so you say you talk about the seafood, but the seafood off the coast of Palermo would be a lot different from here. Are the recipes still the same? I mean, you know, just yeah. olive oil and
15: garlic and herbs? You know, it's just amazing when you're there. When you're from New Orleans, um, especially from New Orleans, you're looking for spices. We're looking mm-hmm. for spice I mean, we're looking for spice. I know I am, you know, being here. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're there, everything is just so pure and fresh and yeah. Just fish and salt and pepper and yeah. just the best olive, olive oil. oil, the best yeah. olive oil in the world. Did uh-huh. I say garlic? I could say garlic again, but uh, yeah. you know, garlic. And it, it's not so much focused on the extra spice. It's just it's just focused on the freshness, which is yeah. uh-huh. you know, which is really so amazing. I mean, they're the only ones I can it's take special. like that. My my cousin uh, Beatrice, uh, Beatrice, she uh, she takes. You know, I, I always remember she takes like just iceberg lettuce and puts like the 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 mandina olive oil on it with just a little lemon juice and salt and salt. I don't even think she puts pepper. And I'm like, I think it's mm-hmm. the best thing in the world. Maybe it's because I'm mm-hmm. there, but still. No, I think it's, it's true, the true. You best know, thing in the world. You know. Yeah. And, you know, baking the fresh bread like we do at the restaurant every day. We bake our bread. Fresh I love the fresh bread. bread. Oh. Fresh from scratch, mm. scratch every morning. We don't buy dough and let it rise. We um, we bake our bread, you know, fresh every day, and These you are know, melt um,
3: in your mouth, delicious little uh, rolls. They're just yeah, so good. People say, "Do oh, you
15: get gosh. used to that?" You must be used to that after being there for so long. And I'm like, "No, that's something yeah. you never get used to." I want to eat the whole that's pan good. every time. It's it comes good. Out. <laughs> But I Good go
3: stuff. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to. You're not a, in. You're yeah. not in Italy where it's just olive oil and and fish.
15: Right. You can. Who says you can't live on olive oil and fish and bread and yeah. you know you can yeah. do that and
3: wine. You definitely don't could. The wine.
15: You definitely could. All right. The hang on for gravy. a second.
3: We're going to take. Oh, I want to talk about the red gravy when we come back. We're talking to Colette Mandina, and we are talking about the restaurant, the little restaurant on the West Bank, been there 38 years. Delicious, mm. delicious Italian. Italian food. If you have not been there, go on over there. It's great Sicilian Italian food. We're talking about her roots over in Salaparuta, Sicily, and this is the beginning of our Italian week. So um, stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: You make me feel so young. Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean. But with a real New Orleans spirit, the grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown.
4: The New Orleans Ice Cream Company offers a true taste of New Orleans in every bite. This is ultra-premium ice cream whose flavors are inspired by everything we love to eat in New Orleans. 12 specialty flavors like Cafe Olay and Beignets, Bananas Foster, Creole Cream Cheese, Pontchartrain Strawberry, Coffee and Chicory, and Chocolate City. Remember that? Don't miss the Po' Boy Ice Cream Sandwich New Orleans Ice Cream at stores all around town. See all our products at neworleansicecream.com.
2: Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, three six two twenty ten. I get misty just holding your hand.
3: Yes, indeed. So the red gravy, that leads us right to the red oh, gravy. Yeah. I, still, I still love that, that image. I still uh. love that image. <laughs> did, you like the, did you like the singing Yeah, of that? I oh, like
15: oh, the, yeah, singing. I the singing. Tom, I have to tell you, <laughs> you know I like your singing. When you were in the restaurant the last time you sang for me. We had
2: to give a other people to do.
15: It was yeah, put very your
3: headsets nice. on. She's telling you how much mm-hmm. she likes your singing, Tom. I love when he sings. He's got headsets resting on his shoulders. Yeah, I know, I know. But he doesn't, uh, he's he's waiting until your piano player comes back. He wants we're, to come back and sing.
15: We're waiting for player. that as soon as they give us the okay to have live entertainment. Although it's yeah. not, wi- it's not yeah. wild entertainment, it's piano music, which is so beautiful <laughs> and relaxing to, uh, you it know, to, to have dinner to. And, you know, Tom wants to sing it is. with them. So Barry, has goes... as, as soon as Barry can come back, he will be back.
3: Okay, so. and Tom will be right by his side. But it yes, is exactly the perfect accompaniment to the space and the food. It's, it's, it's perfect.
15: Thank all you. All right, so
3: let's talk about the red gravy. How was the red gravy developed?
15: Okay, our red gravy, mm-hmm. red gravy Sicilian pasta sauce. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some people may have seen it on, we have it on most, most grocery store shelves. Um, yes. In the New Orleans area and the corridor all the way beyond, beyond Baton Rouge and... To Orange Simple Beach. to find, it's just
3: scribbled red gravy on the it's, label.
15: It's a big black <laughs> label, and it's big white writing that just says red gravy, because when I developed it, I was looking for a label that when I talked to my graphics person and the person that was going to print it, you know, um, after we developed it, uh, I was going to put one other color in it. And then she said, oh, that's going to be a little more expensive. I said, oh, really? So I said, okay, well, let me stick with the black and white label. <laughs> and and it is amazing how it, works. It, how, it, how it worked because the black and white label was perfect because the red gravy shines right through and I have that third color. The red gravy right, color exactly. coming right out that jar, and I didn't even have to pay for a third color on that label. It's beautiful, but anyway, um, the the name of the red gravy is um, is kind of is a funny little story actually because um, we started um, jarring it in 2014 um, is when we started jarring the red gravy, which is the recipe from you know the old old country, mm-hmm. and um, and I was trying to figure out a name to name my red gravy and I drove my husband insane and I kept saying what am I going to call my red gravy Joey what am I going to call it and oh my god after I don't know how long I asked him he says, oh my god just call it that (laughs) and the light bulb went off in my head and I said okay baby go back to sleep (laughs) I'm good now shut up (laughs) shut up oh my god I was driving him I do tend to drive him crazy because I'm so passionate about things I drive my, parent, my, my my dad crazy too, and my mother a little bit, but I'm so passionate about what I do. I love the restaurant, I love the red gravy. I love traveling to Sicily. Everything I do is just with a lot of passion, and I think it just drives my family nuts, but they still love me. but anyway, um, so that's how the red gravy name came about was um, you know aggravating my husband to death. Um, and so and when I said so actually, when I said, "You know what it's going to be called red gravy, it needs. I knew I wanted a plain label. With a label, with a name like Red Gravy, it had to have
4: just such a...
14: This is Lenny Minutello, chef owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame-crusted muffalata calzone. The Happy Italian is serving our new full menu. Dine-in seating is limited. Takeout and curbside is available. Catering is available any day. Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Monday for lunch and dinner. Sundays 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for lunch. Find us at happyitalian.com for info and online orders. Like us on Facebook and love us on your taste buds.
2: Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental, Metairie, 888-8588.
12: Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. State lawmakers are expected to vote soon on whether to hold a 30-day special session to address Hurricane Laura issues and the draining of the state's unemployment trust fund. LawPolitics.com publisher Jeremy Alford says the big issue will be to check executive powers during this public health emergency. Alford says there are a lot of lawmakers frustrated with the governor's Phase 3 coronavirus restrictions and how it's impacting businesses. He says the special session could begin as early as Monday. Pineville police say one of its officers was shot last night in the leg behind a shopping center. Deputy Chief of Pineville PD, Daryl Basco, says the wounded officer heard two gunshots shortly after he exited his police cruiser.
9: One of them subsequently hit him. Uh, he was transported to a local hospital. He has since been treated and released.
12: Basco says Crime Stoppers has offered a five thousand dollar reward for information. Louisiana Radio Network.
6: This is Secretary of State Kyle Arduin. COVID-19 has altered the way we do (laughs) elections this year, and while Hurricane Laura may have ravaged our state, it will not break our spirit. Our office is working around the clock with state and local partners to bring early voting sites and Election Day polling locations back online. For Louisianans displaced by Hurricane Laura, you can exercise your right to vote this fall. Displaced voters have the option to vote early, vote on Election Day, or vote absentee. If you are unregistered, there is still time to register at either your current address, temporary residence, or the home from which you evacuated. To address COVID-19 concerns, we will take every sanitary precaution necessary to ensure voters can safely cast their votes. This includes mandating personal protective equipment for poll workers and making masks available for voters who want one. Voting machines will be sanitized between uses and social distancing will be enforced. If you have questions about the November 3rd presidential election, visit GoVote.com or call our election information hotline at 1-800-883-2805.
2: Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour (coughs) Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch. At 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday, Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304. One four six nine.
14: This that? is Lenny Minutello, chef owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame-crusted muffalata calzone. The Happy Italian is serving our new full menu. Dine-in seating is limited. Takeout and curbside is available. Catering is available any day. Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Monday for lunch and dinner. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for lunch. Find us at happyitalian.com for info and online orders, like us on Facebook, and love us on your taste buds.
2: Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them, charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental, Metairie, 888-8588. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you, with
3: you. Okie dokie. <coughs> so you got some more singing of toms, Colette. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, but You know, I love yeah. it. <laughs> OK, good. You know what, I think, uh, Henry, I think that, are we going to do news now, or you did news already? So, OK, so we can just go ahead and, and keep talking to Colette. Okay. All right. So I'm so sorry, everyone, especially to you, Colette. So we were talking about, uh, we're talking to Colette Mandina of Tony Mandina's, and we are talking about Italian influences on the cultural culinary history of New Orleans and present day restaurants. And so we started talking about Nicole's origins over in Sicily, and we have now gotten to her red gravy, which is a recipe that they developed Based on the old country's recipes, so we were talking about naming it red gravy, and then we we got bumped off the air. So take us back from there. And
15: I just kept talking and talking and talking. I don't (laughs) care. I don't know what the audience heard, and I don't don't want to
3: have to. Okay, well, you left off where, where your husband said, "Shut up." Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You're is- driving me crazy about the re- about the, the naming of he didn't oh. really say shut up. I'm just I'm just paraphrasing. But no, he uh, did. Colette he kept talking. Did. Oh he did. <laughs> you met him. you know how he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well I'm just but, trying uh, I'm just trying to to to, to soft coat it here. Okay, so so uh, yeah. Colette kept talking and talking to her husband about what she was gonna name this red gravy. And then he they finally just said red gravy. All right, take us from us there that. now.
15: Just call it okay. that. Yeah, that's it. So uh so yeah, so now it's in um now it's in most grocery stores in the New Orleans area. Um uh beyond Baton Rouge and um Orange Beach and up north into Mississippi and so um we've kinda you know, we've gotten around a lot. Um with the red gravy, and um, I'm, I'm not sure. It's like the sure. perfect sauce. It, it, it's a it's a basic sauce, and I was kind of going on and on about it. I'm not sure if y'all if y'all heard that part, but yeah, um, no, no, I didn't it, hear that part. It's a, like, it's a, like I said, it's we talked. It's a basic sauce. We, I mean, it's it's not chunky. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. Ch- it's a it's a smooth red gravy. Um, pasta uh-huh. sauce, and I I was um, kind of mentioning that I would go in the grocery store to. Try and you know before I started making it when I was mark doing my little marketing of everything and I had a hard time finding just a basic red gravy, just a yeah. basic mm-hmm. pasta sauce. There was all kind of delicious other ones. I mean everybody, you know everybody has different ones, but I found it was difficult just to find that one plain one. Which is where the which is why I specifically like the name as well yeah. and the labels mm-hmm. big. Black uh, white writing with big black label, and it just states what it is. It's just exactly. red gravy. Um, it
3: is kind of hard you, to find a sauce like that because it, because everyone does. And and to be honest with you, I like the chunky sauce. But what I yeah. like about your sauce is that it's got. And I don't usually like a sweet sauce. It's uh-huh. not real sweet, but there's a hint of sweetness in it. And when you put the meatiness of like what you know like a lasagna you have Mm -hmm. the meat and then you put the cheese which has a salt to it there is a blend of the sweet and the the salt and the the creaminess of the cheese and together it really makes for something really good and i think i would prefer that gravy over a chunkier one, do you
15: know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I well, I mean, you know, I'm going to agree with you. But if you like a chunky one, the beauty. No, but I mean, is, I, oh, I agree. I I agree with you. There's there's something about that. Mm, it's just the yumminess. To it when and, and it's all ready to you open the jar and you make your lasagna yeah. with it at home, yeah. you know I mean right. it's, that's it's right. easy yeah. it's base it's it's basic but I mean you have to try it to really appreciate it if you and if you like chunks in it then then the beauty of it is is that you can add the peppers and the onions yeah. and the mushrooms right. if you'd like mm-hmm. add a splash of cream to it the the kids kids love adding a splash of cream to the red gravy and dipping grilled cheese in it that's like a big <clears throat> Um, kid thing that, you know, a lot of the kids like that. I mean, you can put even fish in it, redfish, you know, like a redfish couvion. I mean, we've done, you Uh know, we do that. I do that at home sometimes as well. Um... Just a lot of versatility with that. Just add a splash of red gravy and then put your olive oil and just kind of coat your pasta. It doesn't have to be a lot of red gravy on it. You know, more olive oil than red gravy. That's, you know, specifically, my husband loves that, you know. Um, just a how lot you of. Different you it. Can do. How did
3: you come up with it? How did it become the red gravy? I mean, now, was this, is this something that you. It, it, does this go back to the origins of the restaurant or did you develop the red gravy?
15: The red gravy is my grandmother's recipe okay from okay. the old from from the old town i mean from you know the okay. old country um in in sicily um that is you know that's how that's how she would make it i mean they would they would um uh cook it down da- i mean actually they would even cook it like in the sun they had like a hole like in the you know In the back, in the backyard, they'd have a hole in the ground with their metal pot, and they'd let the sun. I mean, we don't do that, Mm. but (laughs) they would, you know, let the sun, let the heat of the sun cook the cook the tomatoes. uh And Beatrice, my cousin in Sicily, when I, you know, every time I go, I mean, she still, she still tends to do it that way a lot. You know, she'll. Do they strain it? How do
4: they get it so pure?
15: let the sun, you know, let the sun kind of, like, cook it, you know, and then they put mm-hmm. heat on it, you know, put heat on it as well. But then she cooks it all the way down to, like, a to a paste, basically. Yeah. And then she uh-huh. has it cooked down, and then she, jar, she jars it. And then whenever she mm-hmm. needs a little bit, she'll go into her little stash in her pantry, and she'll, you know, take a little bit out, and you know. And they do it more with, like, olive oil. Like, they'll take a little bit of the of the the, uh, concentrate or the paste Uh and they'll put it in with a little bit olive oil. See here, they don't do what we do here. You know, we got to take things and Americanize, you know, we Americanize things. Uh, Exactly. we do. Which is part of the fun (laughs) as well. I mean, that's what we do. That's what makes us so exciting here, you know, in Mm -hmm. new Orleans and, in this country. But um, we take a ladle of red gravy and just pour it all over our, you know, pasta. Mm They don't do, they don't do that. You know, Right. They toss it. It's always tossed. It's always tossed a little bit, you know. So we just take it to a little um, you know, bigger extreme and pour it on ours, you know.
3: See, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that the like yours is it, it's Americanized, it absolutely is. It's pretty, mm-hmm. it's smooth, mm-hmm. it's it's velvety. Mm-hmm. And I would think that in the old country mm-hmm. it would be a lot rougher. Yeah. So, so are they straining it to get it to get it that consistency? Or it you, if it. if you were to eat that same red gravy over there, would it look like that?
15: I find now, like my cousin, when she makes it, it doesn't have the the flavor that like our, like ours has. Like we have more pop of flavor when you put it put it in your mouth. Theirs is more like just a uh, like not a lot of salt. You know, we don't have a lot of salt in Mm -hmm. ours, but ours is – we have to flavor things here. We have to flavor things here. You know, I mean, we need a party in our mouth, you know, especially here Mm -hmm. in New Orleans. You know, that's what we're looking for, you know. Uh Um, Right. Now, my grandmother, that was the old recipe from Sicily. Now, once she started cooking it here – did she add a little bit more salt once she got here? You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that's that that may be possible because when I go back to Sicily, like I said, her, Beatrice's um, my cousin Beatrice Mandina, her um, recipe for the sauce is just not as not as um, like Intense. salt. Yeah, <clears throat> and salt brings well, out a lot of flavor. I mean, salt just who doesn't, doesn't love make, salt. <laughs> Salt doesn't just make things salty. I mean, you gotta put salt on things to bring out the other flavors. And that's what I find sometimes. Um, which what I think is lacking over there? Can you believe I'm saying I'm not saying something's lacking in Sicily? Believe well, it's me. just
3: different. It's but really different. My palate is
15: used to the New Orleans flavor, and when I right, go there, sometimes right. I feel like I have to add a little salt, and yeah. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Like that's yeah. one against all rules, you know. <laughs> but um, well, let me
3: ask you this: when when you go over there, yeah. or is there a recipe that you love over there? that when you go over there you eat it you go oh man I wish I could bring this home because I love it but it's not going to fly in America
15: um yes I love the sardines and peas
3: Oh yeah that's not going to fly in America I love it it
15: doesn't even fly in my household. Like, yeah, me and yeah. uh, my husband. Well, and it's I American. Love it. yeah. My husband and I love it. Like, the uh, fresh sardines, and they yeah. put peas in you know, the, the fresh uh-huh. peas in it. And um, it is. I mean, I just think he and I think it's so delicious. But I mean, as soon as we ca- start cooking it, I mean, you know, everybody in the household, like the kids, are like, "Oh
3: no!" Not well, that. I wonder. I wonder no. if in the restaurant, like Andrea serves it sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you only see it over there. You do not see that in America, generally speaking. Right. And I, I wonder if, I wonder if everyone is just sort of underestimating, or is it hard to get sardines?
15: Um, sometimes I can find sardines, and sometimes uh. I. Sometimes I can. Okay. I mean, I, uh, I, you know, sometimes you do, and I mean, you have to have the fresh sardines in order to do it. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say. Well, I'm Tom's always chance. talking
3: about garlic and sardines, so uh, I told him somebody's going to have to make him garlic and sardines.
15: Maybe I'll just have to do that for him. Yeah.
3: Tell us if you can get can some when that. you get some sardines. Let me know,
15: okay? I will. I will. Oh, there's so many things that I make with Beatrice. I can go on and on forever. I can probably. Well, I
3: would up. like to. I would like to know. Like, what else do you yeah. have? Like, sardines is an obvious one, but is there yeah. something Octopus salad. You know, where you're not going to see that in America.
15: Oh, God! I love that. That is I know, so but
3: delicious. You're yeah. gonna but you're not going to see that on a menu no. here. You're just not. No. You know, you're not. You're uh, not you,
15: you can, see uh,
3: The best we can do is fried calamari. But But but. But what else? There's like, you know, I'm sure there are things over there that are just yeah, impossibly they, delicious, and you think, I would no, it'll never fly. I know
15: uh, I love the um, the pinelli, which is the uh, the chickpea, the chickpea fritters. You use the chickpea mm-hmm. flour, which actually is pretty easy to get around here now. With uh-huh. I think with all the gluten free, you know, options yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. But I mean, they have, and I always think, oh, they eat so healthy, and oh man, yeah. I loved one of these lunches that um we went, we stopped on side the street in one of the little towns um every time we go actually. And uh-huh. it's it's chickpeas and it's like a um it's like a not a pancake, but it's it's fried. It's a fritter. Uh-huh. And um and they put it on a chickpea fritter and they put it on fresh bread and you eat it and you just eat it like a sandwich and it's so delicious. But I mean it's a carb overload, which yeah, I'm right. totally <laughs> fine
3: with. But <laughs> Yeah. You know, when uh, you go over, do you lose weight? Because everybody, you know, there was. Uh, I was reading something about this woman who w- bounced back and forth between here mm-hmm. and and Italy, and she would go she would go to Italy, and she would lose thirty yeah. pounds, and she come back here, she put the thirty pounds back on.
15: Thirty pounds? God, I would love that, but um, yeah. no, I can't do that. But I that does happen. Every time yeah. I go to Italy, I'll come back yeah. five pounds later. Yeah. And uh, it's true, yeah, and it but, is because I mean I don't. It's not like we're eating a lot of fast food and stuff like that. It's just everything is so everything so basic and yeah. so delicious, and um, you know maybe because I drink more wine and relax a little more and stuff That's like it. that. Maybe you know that I'm might. I'm sure
3: that does have a lot to do with it.
15: It. You know? I don't even get a headache. We don't. Yeah. I don't get a headache when I drink wine in Sicily. Less less
3: so, stress I mean, for sure. It's
15: crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know if it's just being there. Is just you know, such an amazing thing. Or, but, um, but no, that is a fact. Yeah, you know, I, I don't get a headache when I drink wine in, in Sicily. What, are, what better reason to keep I, going back? I think right? you're just
3: enjoying yourself. And yeah, there's a lot of good reasons to keep going back. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a couple of things before you go. Tell us your favorite things on the menu.
15: Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Well, I am going to say Busheloni is one of my favorite things,
4: but
3: you don't like it. <laughs> I don't like, don't like I'm sorry. I gave egg. it a try. I trusted she I trusted the boiled egg. over everyone, but it still has boiled egg in it. So I'm, I'm oh, just, and, that was my one shot for oh, Bushelona.
15: And, and I love egg in, in my Busheloni. Every like, A lot of people I do. Like I like egg in everything. Actually, Beatrice and They put raisins. In there, well, that's which, that's
3: the that's the influence of yes. the you know the Byzantine influence. You know, I that's probably why there are chickpea sandwiches. Yeah, you know? I
15: have a problem with the raisins in it. I can't get oh, over the too. raisins and the me bushaloni. Too. But when she came here, because they come here often as well, I'll uh-huh. go there. They come here. She cooks in the restaurant when she comes. You know. And, oh, uh, we, does
3: she tell me, yeah. me when she comes? I want to oh, come. Oh, well, okay. I
15: definitely will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they come and make bread with us, and you know. Cook all kind of things with it. I love when she, that. I, when she put the raisins in the Busheloni, I said, "Oh God, I don't know if that's gonna fly." My like, my customers. What did are people freak,
5: say? What did know? they say?
15: Um, well, they my customers are the best. <laughs> They're wonderful. Um, they said they loved it. They really? said they loved it. And then when she walked away, I said, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and what they do they say? say? It's different. It's uh-huh. different, but it really is good. So it's just uh, one of those okay. things that, just like you wouldn't think of adding a red gravy with a cream sauce. Uh-huh. It's lo- and it's amazing, the customers, if you don't know the red and the white are mixed, then they love the sauce. But it's just the idea of mixing red and white together, if you know it. If, if some people know it's mixed, they don't like it.
3: What's well, a but rosa.
15: It is, um, it is an amazing, plus it's the rosa sauce, it, yeah. it's amazing together. And then you put a splash of that shrimp mandina in it, which we have a shrimp mandina that's unbelievable. Talk about a party in your mouth. It has spices and flavors going on with a beer and butter base, kind of similar to maybe like a barbecue shrimp type barbecue thing, ship, like yeah. that uh-huh. kind of party going on. Uh-huh. Um, but, boy, you add a splash of that to the red and the white. And I'll just go around the kitchen and put all kinds of sauces together. That's why it's so much fun. You know, it's so much fun around here, you know. Uh,
5: but, it is. Uh, it is. I yeah. have to say it is.
3: It is. All right. It so uh, I, I want to ask you about the Dominic Jude because that's my favorite.
15: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. My, so, my nephew, Dominic. That's named uh, after my nephew, Dominic. Um, and it is the um, the breaded eggplant, fresh eggplant medallions. Um that we bred fresh on the spot of course and we have uh, a shrimp and crab meat um uh stuffing i don't like the word stuffing but that's what it is um it's it's a you know it's it's stuffing that we put together and um we put it between the eggplant medallions and then we top it with the um shrimp alfredo sauce and real the the alfredo sauce is velvety and delicious Mm -hmm. and um yeah and it's served over a little bit of a little bit of angel hair pasta. It's, it's really a beautiful insane. combination. You yeah, know, I don't even like
3: I don't even like fried eggplant, but it's, it's
15: really good. Really, it's, really it's good. It's about getting the, oh, you've got to get that eggplant fresh. And sometimes it's hard to get fresh eggplant. I mean, we send back a lot of eggplant when, the, when it comes in. You know, I mean, we'll get eggplant in, and I'm like, nope, send it back. How do you tell how do you tell when an eggplant is really good and oh when, when you can you see i've gotta feel it you know you just you really do have to feel it i'll they'll come in sometimes and i'll cut one i'll cut one right in half and look at it and i mean just to you know to make sure the firmness is you know the firmness is right uh-huh. and um yeah, and I mean, I'll refuse it. I'll refuse anything on.
3: Well, I mean, that's the way. You, that's the way you have well, to do it. You keep your standards up. But I would see. I, yeah. I, don't know anything about choosing. First of all, I'm not a huge eggplant fan. But if it's good, it can be really good. Right. But and I wouldn't my, even know how to how to do that.
15: Well, you know, um, and my my, uh, my cousin Beatrice from Sicily, when she's here um, cooking the eggplant, I mean, she would peel the eggplant and she would throw it in a tub of of um, salt water. Um, and she would put a lot of salt in it. And I would be like, oh, my God. She would put it in salt water and she'd let it sit there for about 30 minutes. And then she would take it out and, um, you know, and, and do her preparation, whatever she was preparing. That's um, what
3: Andrea does. Maybe that's that's, uh, yeah. th- that's what they do in Italy. They yeah, just... She, they, yeah. It draws the bitterness out of it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But, I
15: mean, sometimes if you get eggplant, I don't, I don't find you have to do that all the time.
3: I would never I, go through that
15: much trouble. I, well, I mean, it's, just, it's really... I find I mean I have my way of checking it and I mean sometimes you might get a bitter eggplant I mean that's uh-huh. just the vegetable and it can right. happen you know but um, but I've had luck just you know watching it closely when it comes in making sure that it you know mm-hmm. that it looks right and the produce company hasn't held it you know and, yeah. and and all that making sure I'm getting the freshest of of all my products I can be a real pain in the butt sometimes to some' some of my distributors but um, they know I'm just looking to uh, hey the main the main Main thing is making sure that that customer is smiling when they walk out of here,
4: because if they're not, if,
15: if they walk out and they say, if I say how was everything and they say everything was fine, we have a problem. <laughs> fine is not good, and everybody that works for me knows that if I say something is fine, that's not okay. <laughs> <Looked out>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. So um so she has you know, the
3: greatest staff. I love your staff. Your staff thank you. is they're all thank adorable. They really
15: are. Thank you so much. We appreciate it and don't forget to <laughs> no. you know check out our um we have a couple of our favorites that um we do a little grab and go at um Dornax. Yeah, at Dornax. Yes. Yeah, at Dornax. We uh have a seafood manicotti that we have um, there in the grab-and-go section, and our famous turtle soup, which is phenomenal. The turtle
3: soup. The turtle soup um, on that door and the seafood manicotti. It's real turtle soup.
15: And then our friends at Rouse's, which is – Rouse's is absolutely wonderful to us. Um, They, of course, carry our red gravy, and they also have a few of our grab-and-go favorites. And um, this is just amazing. Let me ask you this.
4: Yeah. You –
3: turtles – Soup is that's a New Orleans thing, right? Yes, I mean, like, there that's that's in all of the very popular Italian restaurants, but but it's it's a New Orleans thing. Oh, god,
15: yes, it's
2: a New Orleans thing.
3: Yeah, like, that's not so. so What is when Beatrice comes here and sees turtle
15: soup? What does she say? They cringe.
2: (laughs) Oh, they're wild.
15: Why are you eating turtles? (laughs) They cringe when I first told them and showed them the turtle soup. I mean uh-huh. they really couldn't they couldn't get over that we were cooking yeah. turtle.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right. Horrifying
15: right. to them. Yes.
3: yes. Uh-huh. Did they and try it?
15: No. Okay. They did not try it. But I will
3: tell <laughs> I'm you I'm with them. I'm, what, I'm sorry, I, I don't eat reptiles. Go I ahead, will
15: wife. tell you what they did like, especially my um my dad's cousin Luciano. Um uh-huh. Luciano Conoscenti. When he was, because uh, he comes and visits often as well. He lives in Palermo now, but um, when he comes, he loves the gumbo. The gumbo is uh-huh. great, and it's it's just funny that. And he's like, he's up there in age. He's about, you know. Well, He's up there in age. He's about my dad's age. That's not nice for me to say that because I don't think of my dad as being especially old.
3: since your dad's like, uh, you know, your your dad is so young. Yes,
15: he is. My, I mean, my parents you know, are, and they sit up there at table forty-one, and that they, they do. don't want they don't want to be anywhere else but table forty-one, which is the first table when you walk in the restaurant. But my dad's cousin Luciano, when I talk to him. He's in Palermo, and I talk to him. The first thing he says is, gumbo, gumbo, and he doesn't speak English very well at all, but he wants gumbo. <laughs> but not. Do you bring some to him when you go over? Oh, gosh. You know what? I never did before, way. but I brought some of the ingredients to make it mm-hmm. and did the best I can, you know, with making it there. But there was something yeah. about making it here that, you know. What's
3: like there? It was something better. about making it there. Something about making it here. They're two different things. They're two different places. You know, it
15: really is. And it's,
3: and that's just the way it is. Yep. All right, we go got ahead. to. We, we are behind on a break, so I'm going to okay. let you go. And thank you for visiting.
15: Thank you so much. I had so much fun, and um, I'm here whenever you want to talk again. All so, right, I would love thank to. Thank y'all so much. And I'll so see much.
3: you soon. Let me know. Let me know when you have something. Like if you get sardines, I want to. I want to come over.
15: That okay. sounds good. That sounds right. good. I will Take let care. you guys
3: know. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Colette Mandina from Tony Mandina's. If you have not been to Tony Mandina's, you should go. It is a... Oh, the one here? It is a... I, I call it a little gem, but it's not a little gem. It's really kind of a gigantic, meandering restaurant, but it's in Gretna. You. It's right on the other side of the bridge. It's not like it's a huge adventure to go over there. It's, uh, it's right there. You can see the... Uh, the sign for it right off the West Bank Expressway, oh, the elevated West Bank Expressway.
2: The ones, it looks like a, a joint, but it's really No, it delicious. definitely
3: doesn't look like a joint. It looks like a really nice restaurant, which it is. It's like the nicest restaurant on the West Bank. And it's, uh, it's a really it's great place. Good. Delicious, Always delicious. And the red gravy is also delicious. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages.
2: Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Desalman's catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304, one four six nine.
14: This is Lenny Minutillo, chef owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame-crusted muffalata calzone. The Happy Italian is serving our new full menu. Dine-in seating is limited. Takeout and curbside is available. Catering is available any day. Happy Italian Pizzeria in Harahan, open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Monday for lunch and dinner. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for lunch. Find us at happyatan.com for info and online orders, like us on Facebook, and love us on your taste buds.
2: Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental, Metairie, 888-8588. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem.
3: Okay, so we have on the line my sister, who I don't know if she wants to be called by name she can just be my sister i have three of them and only people who know us will know which one she is but we had her on um what thursday when we were doing the throwdown the mom throwdown with nicole dorignac and uh, we were talking about stuffed artichoke so if you would like to be uh sort of a semi-regular because you know i didn't pay that much attention to anything that was being cooked at the house growing up and um I think we're going to talk Nicole and I are going to talk about um what's those what were those horrible things uh codfish balls do you remember codfish balls (laughs) Yes. yes yeah yeah Okay, so we, we might have you back with Nicole if we do another Mom Throwdown. We might do. We're doing a couple of different segments. So if we do that on Thursday, I'm gonna text you and have you call in about that. But I'm calling you today about something else. Somebody texted me and asked me um, it, about the about the shrimp mold that she had at the shower four years ago, um, and wanted to do the shrimp mold. Now we tease my sister about the shrimp mold because now that Tom is in the family, it would be, you know, barbecue shrimp and then the shrimp mold, which is good, but it's not, it's not a gourmet thing. So, the shrimp mold, and then you got your feelings hurt because it was never really eaten that
5: much. Is that right? Nope, I didn't get my feelings hurt. I just ate the leftovers. (laughs) Well, I have somebody who texted
3: me yeah, it is good. Uh, I, I had someone who texted me who said that she was unclear about whether or not the shrimp mold called for a can of tomato soup or more than that. So what is, I think she's listening. So what is the, the shrimp mold can of tomato soup? Is this like a Campbell's can of tomato soup? Yeah, the,
5: the Campbell's tomato soup. And um, my recipe is 1C, which is a cup. So, a cup of soup and a fourth cup of water.
3: Okay. All right. So, it, it's. And I it's, also.
5: Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I also use um, the fresh shrimp. Well, I, I boil them myself, but mm-hmm. um, I use the shrimp and I, I don't use little canned shrimp. Um, and mm-hmm. so, I have four cups of shrimp in there that you ma- they're full of shrimp. You measure mm-hmm. the shrimp whole, yeah, four mm-hmm. cups, and then you chop them. So or what else is in it? Is there, is there
3: like a sour cream in there, too, or cream cheese? What's in there?
5: Yeah, it, it's uh, Philadelphia cream cheese, three small, three, four-ounce Philadelphia cream cheese, an envelope of unflavored gelatin, and then four cups of boiled shrimp, a cup of mayonnaise, a cup of finely chopped celery, a half cup of finely chopped green onions, and then salt, pepper, and Tabasco to taste.
3: And you do you cook that down and then pour it into a mold, or what? Yes, right. You, do. you okay. pour it into the
5: mold after it's okay. all... Okay.
3: And then, right? and then it, it sits in the refrigerator and and
5: sets? Yeah, but okay. yeah. like It takes two days. Well, it says three days, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take that long. But um, you heat the water and, and the uh, the soup and bring it to a boil, and then you dissolve the cream cheese with the soup. And then you put the gelatin in and melt it down. Then you pour the mixture into a food processor and let it cool, and then you mix the shrimp and the mayo and the celery and everything else.
3: Sounds pretty simple. Is it, it simple. is it simple? Yeah, it sounds That's pretty delicious. simple. And you <laughs> serve it with rich crackers, right?
5: Whatever kind of crackers you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you like. I don't serve it with Ritz. I I don't like the Ritz. Because that's got a whole, its own taste. Uh. I just like, um, you know, crackers that aren't overpowering. Okay. So like a basic... A mm.
3: basic cracker, yeah. maybe a salty mm-hmm. cracker, or something. All right, mm-hmm. I might have you back on on Thursday to uh, to do the throwdown with the codfish balls. All right,
5: yeah. and you know what? <laughs> I like the codfish balls. I never get Oh yeah, before. I know. <laughs> I know.
3: See, that's good. So then you need to you need to you, you need to present the codfish balls like you can't, you can't really fight for something that you you don't really even like which is my in <laughs> the situation for me so i know nicole mm-hmm. likes all the stuff her mom did so we'll put you up there for our mom you can be the you can be on team team marianne you know for for okay. team sylvia okay all right okay. thanks appreciate it bye-bye all right Thank you. All right, let's uh, talk about what we need to do. If you've missed a segment of the show, it is uh, nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Go to where it says food show, and there it is. Please tell your friends if you like the show. They would probably like to escape for two hours too. Uh, Please support our sponsors. Tony Mandina's was on today. Excellent restaurant. We have a lot of good sponsors. It keeps the show on the air. We have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. You can go to nomenu.com and sign up for the newsletter, which comes out twice a week, has all the things that are happening around town, plus Vintage Tom. I have my own podcast for kids and your grandkids. It's Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, The Story Lady, on Spotify and Anchor and all those platforms. Tim McNally up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show. Good night, 4 o'clock.
12: This is Michael Savage. Join me in the Savage Nation right here on 990 AM WGSO in New Orleans. Give me 15 minutes and I'll give you the real America. Savage.
14: Savage.
13: Savage. The court announced Monday. Democrats are accusing Republicans of hypocrisy regarding naming a Supreme Court nominee right before the election, to which President Trump tells Fox and Friends...
9: When you have the Senate, when you have the votes, you can sort of do what you want as long as you have it. So now we have the presidency and we have the Senate and we have every right to do it. We have plenty of time.
13: And opening up the Senate on Monday, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says a vote will take place on the Senate floor.
14: President Trump's nominee for this vacancy will receive a vote on the floor of the Senate.
13: And a rough way to start your week on Wall Street as the Dow was down at times over 800 points on Monday. It closed down just over 500. And you're listening
6: to USA Radio News.
1: Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time.
6: My name is Dr. Roger Bond. I've been in practice for around 30 years now. One of the products that I recommend to my patients, I highly recommend, is Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables. Back in the early 2000s, I began to have some respiratory issues that affected my practice. It affected my family life to the point where I'd come home from work and basically just lay down on the carpet because I was so tired. As I took Balance of Nature, that began to slowly change and the energy came back and was able to enjoy time with my family. I recommend Balance of Nature to all of my patients because it's a product that
1: works. With three fruit and three veggie capsules, Balance of Nature provides you with all your recommended servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA.
13: Tropical Storm Beta is moving closer to the Texas Gulf Coast. The National Hurricane Center reports Beta has maximum sustained winds of 45 miles an hour. It's about 45 miles southeast of Port O'Connor and is moving to the west-northwest at 7 miles an hour. Water rescue teams along the Gulf Coast are on standby. A woman suspected of sending a poisoned letter to President Trump is arrested. With an update, we turn to Nancy Orticelli from our Buffalo, New York affiliate W-E-B-R 1440.
15: Earlier this week, a package containing ricin was sent to the White House addressed to President Trump. U.S. law enforcement stated that they had reason to believe the package came from Canada. News reports have found that a woman was arrested at the Peace Bridge carrying a gun and is alleged to be the person who sent the package to the president. No further information has been provided as of yet.
13: The woman arrested as she was attempting to enter New York with a firearm. This is USA Radio News.
1: Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager, Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians.
15: It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's.
1: If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter.
4: Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO, 990 a.m. in New Orleans.
0: Beta is going inland across Texas as a disorganized week storm. Showers tonight and breezy and often on showers and rain locally heavy tomorrow. Flash flood watch, as well as that coastal flood warning, high surge and high tides, breezy with heavy rains tomorrow. It's lower 70s, upper 70s here, 80 tomorrow. More showers and a thunderstorm or two possibly Wednesday as well as Thursday. 70s for the mornings. The afternoons later on in the week go to a high of lower to middle 80s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
1: CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. Practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Drink
14: wine for the I can wine on
9: Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone.